Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hi everybody. Welcome back to the podcast Industry Tactics. It's me, your loyal host, Friendly Rich, delighted to be back for more. Learn more about my work at FriendlyRich.com if you're new to the podcast. But today on the podcast, episode 174, an amazing chat. He's worked with the likes of the Arcade Fire on that first record of theirs, Funeral. Um... The the Great Lakes Swimmers, the Hidden Cameras, currently touring with Zune. Um, and but we're here to unpack the new record by the great Michael Peter Olson. It's called Narrative of a Nervous System and the Post Cello Movement. The whole thing. We get into Michael the brain of producer, composer, musician, performer, you name it, creative all around. What a delight. Enjoy episode 174 of Industry Tactics. Coming at you, Michael Peter Olson.com. Welcome back, dear listener. How have you been? Well, let us know how you're doing. How can you do that? You can go to at Friendly Rich on Instagram and look who I'm looking at right now. We go back at least, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say 1990. Anyway, it's a Five. while. 1995. 1995. Perfect pitch and perfect timing. We're here with Michael Peter Olson. Welcome to Industry Tactics. Thank you. Nice to be here. Look look what I have in honor of you. What what is that? It's, it's a like a shot of shot glass from the dollar store, oh, but look at that. It's got a bikini on it. Salute to your health. Some things never change. Salute. <laughs> I'm gonna toast you with water right now. But mm-hmm. trust me, I'll be having one of those in a little bit. Yeah. Um so so listen, I am you you are you're putting out a record this week. Um Yes. I don't know. I mean, this podcast is going to come out soon. We'll, we'll try to get it out ASAP. So, um, congratulations. I'm going to say congratulations. You've been having a, what seems to be a banner year, I will say, where your body Thank is you. transforming into your instrument. And I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a, it's, it's been happening for a long time. I'm just yeah. finally revealing myself to the world that it's- you're fully formed. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, formed. I hear, I, I hear this record, and gentle listeners, it go on. Um, well, we'll give you all the details, but it's called "Narrative of a Nervous System," and it's really beautiful stuff, Mike. Um, congratulations, just Thanks, on Rich. it. I, I want to unpack it a little bit. I want to get into uh, nerdily enough. I want to get into kind of how you made it um, because you, you're. Sure. Um, you know, it it it's uh, you're calling you you you've, you've kind of. You're calling it post cello, and I just want to hear. I don't know. I'm just like interested in like where you've been musically and and how you've gotten to this point. As I said, fully formed you and cello as one. Um, let's listen to a track right out the gate to give the listeners enough of my rambles 
let's set it up and just get into into the music. What do you want to What do you want to hear first as part of this uh, exploration? Hmm. What would be good to hear first? Well, you know what? Why don't we play Pronoia? Whoa, that's one I didn't give you. I just realized. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. It's a, it's a, it's a digital bonus on the Bandcamp, and I know where to find it. Yeah, could um, you play Pronoia? Because I think it'd be uh, that's cool. Maybe, that might be a good one to just demonstrate something. Yeah, awesome. here it comes now. This is Pronoia. This is the digital bonus. If you go to the Bandcamp track ten, the, the final track actually on the Bandcamp, which is exciting. Yeah. That was Pronoia. Tell us about it, Mike. Tell us, tell us, kind of where you're at with this, with this release. Uh, where you're at musically, kind of why you chose that track. Three questions. Oh well, I think it's a good one because it sort of 
it kind of puts out some sounds that, I mean, mm-hmm. that's all completely made with electric cello, like just me and effects and a board. And it's just all made with a cello. And that's why I picked it really. I mean, okay. there's okay. a lot of tracks like that and there's some great ones that are collabs that I probably will get you to play to show you how I'm playing with other people too on the record. But yeah. like that one in particular is just one that like several tracks recently are just, they're just tunes that, uh, that I just completely created on cello. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just a, one of the flavors of what I'm trying to do with making things in, in this round and this record. Um, mm-hmm. just a little bit more melodically based and, uh, just melody driven and mm-hmm. trying to say something in like, naturally smaller chunks and not as ambient a little bit more straight up stated but still like have thematic things going on and and interesting kind of sounds to me basically what was the name of what was the name of your pardon forgive me but what was the name of your first release on hand hand drawn uh dracula it's called yearning flow urinating flow yes (laughs) yearning flow it's okay. okay it's fine it people get that mistake all like get that wrong all the time i understand yeah um yeah yearning flow was much more of a like some people say it's ambient but i just i kind of don't call it that because i i still think mm-hmm. it's pretty engaging but it's definitely longer bigger textures not I love as it. I think it's, at all i don't know i i i think the through line though of this work from this is like I don't know. This hand-drawn Dracula, Mike Michael Olson, is not to be messed with. Like it's, uh, it's serious. It's like, I don't know. It's just it's beautiful to tra- to track to trace and follow your career in in music. You've definitely remained creative and doing your thing on your terms. And um, I think that's in the foreground for me as I listen to this. I I, I keep saying it's like, oh, okay. N- not fully formed because I don't want to like you're not done. But yeah. it's def it's definitely a mature um ex- for expression here. I, I'm just really impressed by like it, it's so it's unique. It's um your knowledge of production, it comes through um the film stuff comes through it's kind of all there, you know? Like I'm glad it's coming through. Yeah, I hope you're I hope you're I hope you're happy with it. Um and and so you've just been on tour, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I just did a couple self-starter tours. Um just How'd to try and get out there. It went yeah. pre- it it went great. I mean, yeah. like um it's hard to book yourself when you don't have a booker. Um but oh, I managed to, you know, just wheel and deal my way and you oh. know, friends and managed to get some pretty good things going on. I did a Scandinavian yeah. tour did some Danish, Swedish, Norwegian gigs um, over the course of a month. Um, thanks to some old pals that I was pairing up with, um, I managed to get some sets in at like really cool spots, like wow. Thorvald, uh, Thorvaldsen's Museum in Copenhagen, which was like a giant marble hall filled with epic statues, like twenty-five Whoa. foot tall statues of Pope Pius the Third and Copernicus. It was pretty insane. What, um, what was your um, your setup? Was it acoustic or did you go electric? No, like it, I always go electric. In fact, okay. I haven't played an acoustic in yeah. public for a long time because I stopped playing classical music like yeah. a long time, like getting close to like 20 years ago. Yeah. And oh, at least 20, I think now. 
But uh, yeah, I've really been like for a while, I from 15 years or so wasn't really playing live hardly at all. Oh. You know, I was playing some guitar and stuff and it wasn't yeah, really yeah. part of my thing. I was just producing, trying to write scores, trying to write songs, um, uh-huh. engineering. And then ironically, just around the pandemic, when just before the pandemic, I s- sort of started this project almost by accident. Mm. And then during the pandemic, this, this, this this project, I, I kind of just one day, like I'd always been thinking like, I'd like to get another electric cello, but I really want one of these Ned Steinberger ones. that looks like a stick and try the standing up playing thing. Yeah. And then that was like 2018. And then I found one at a price I could afford finally, because they are not cheap, but I got one. And then I knew that I'd have to like, make myself a new harness or modify something because they don't really work for me and then so that was a process and then i always wanted to get a harmonizer because i thought that would be a cool sound that would make cello different and more and i sort of i stole the idea a little bit off john hassel the trumpet player because he used to do all those long tones through the harmonizers in the early 80s yeah and i was like yeah that just stuck in my head for a long time oh great and so i just tried that and once I got the elements together, like I got the harness on it so I could play a proper note that was built kind of with my friend. And then, so, so you know, you play, I had the harmonizer box. You play it standing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. 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 And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. so I just put, I bowed the first note and literally I was starting to play the first tune on the first record. And it was like, oh, and I wrote it there. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Wow. And then I just um, decided wow. that my next part of it would just be to like, just do random jam improv things with people with no parameters just okay. to explore because i have a lot of great musical friends so yeah we would just go for three hours my thing was like, let's do whatever we can for three hours see what happens okay and eventually i called a bunch of those things found three or four of them that seemed like good starts collabs yeah, yeah. and found that i had kind of what resembled a record and then at that point I was like, I don't even know if this is a project. Could I even do this? Because like, I can't play any of that music live. But then kind of Tandra Dracula stepped in and said, we want to release this. This is a project. And that's what kind of made me believe it. Oh, that's beautiful. So, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I put my um, first photo, Joe, in Berlin and uh, and went off. And I basically like three days before, figured I was almost going to be improving it, freaked out yeah. and wrote yeah. one quarter of this record that just came out just so I could have something to play live. <laughs> that's the uh, actual well, story <laughs> out of necessity i love it i love it i yeah. love it i mean and you were doing like it really caught my eye and my ear of like weird videos i think it kind of i saw it emerge maybe through the pandemic forgive me if it's not if that's not no that was time. you were doing like these weird videos of you experimenting with like electric cello effects yeah video like the video effects were were not were exciting equally to me it's like i don't know what the hell you were up to but it was uh it, it was a weird blurry reflection i think of the times we were in but it was it, it was an interesting take i'll just say that like uh it, is that where that when that started that it's like right around that time i thought uh i should do something because everyone's online that i could mm-hmm. get behind that sort of something i could do online right and i thought right one minute weird little compositions that have you know neat sounds for me yeah and my first part of it was just wear a different t-shirt every time but then you know i got up to Uh 30 things and i had 
no, no more uh -huh. T-shirts. And then another friend of mine had the brilliant idea of just like, he's like, why don't you green screen your T-shirt? And then I started exploring that. And I was like, oh, right, and then right. I found like a aesthetic with it. And yeah. I went for, I, don't, I called them e-cello moments. I went that, for about thank you. Know, 150. Thank you. Yeah, 150 or so. And then I lacked the time, but I might start them up again someday. It was a great engine. And there is yeah. a couple songs that yeah. I actually, the original e-cello moment thing is actually on the record like the stereo oh, track that are recorded for it i just decided like that's too good i can't actually i gotta sick. i gotta make something more sick. out of it kind yeah of, of course yeah. i mean it's in so, the moment stuff and you're you definitely have your ears open uh at all times it seems um gentle listeners if you want to go back and listen to episode number 141 hugh marsh that's going to queue up the next question do you hugh <laughs> to you hugh i know hugh yeah i figured i just i i think um uh his knowledge of effectory effectory if you know what i mean and uh i do you know I like mean, i, I will just say, yeah yeah talk to me any 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 i, I will I, say I mean, that like yeah. i i feel like my whole thing with the way that i approached this part of it yeah was that i think it's saying that i had a lesson with edgar meyer you know a bass player no, um, no. Edgar Meyer. He's quite famous. It's sort of like a crossover epic. Okay. But anyone out there has heard of the guy. He's a man. So I had this okay. crazy lesson with him in band years and years ago, oh, wow. early two okay. thousands. And I, okay. I asked him if jazz cello would be possible in a serious way because I didn't yeah. think anyone was really doing it well back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he really just sort of laid down a lot of things. But one thing that stuck with me, he said, like, well, if you're gonna do this cello thing, make sure mm -hmm. you don't listen to other cellists. Go listen to a saxophone player. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Great that's advice. good advice. Yeah. So totally. it's like not not to I would say that like when I set out on this after yeah. playing non-classical cello things for like, yeah. I don't know, twenty-five years, I was like, well, whatever I do, no, no uh shade on Hugh Marsh is a wicked player, yeah, yeah. pioneer. I've heard lots of his stuff is great, but yes. I distinctly went out to just say this is what the post cello thing is going to be. And I, I came up with the name later, but I was like, I need to oh, do wow. something that I wow. think I've never heard before. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's really the once I actually hit something where I'm like I'm on to something I don't hear it anywhere. That's so. Then exciting. I actually put all this into it. Like that's the only reason I would put it into it. So that that's kind of where I'm at. Is like I'm actually trying to like not be influenced by any other string player. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and the point you know? that comes across, and it's like um, post cello. I love what you kind of how that formed after the fact. But it was that a moment when you started hearing like i'm onto something here this is like exciting like what was that like yeah i really i don't know i just uh i think it was exciting for me to say oh you know this is great i finally have something where it's like oh i just kind of this is a neat sound maybe there's something i can do with it but i yeah. never considered that it could stand on its own i thought maybe it'd be part of something and you know it has oh, been part of film soundtracks sure. and but i think it honestly when handron just wanted to sign it that sort of like gave me like just sort of uh, an inspiration mm -hmm. that was just like, oh, wait, this could be its own thing. And then I kind of treated it a little differently. So I owe them, I got to say, I'll owe them that out of anything else. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. you actually made me think like my project's a real thing. Well, you know, and I, let's put it this way. I was having problems with my own self-confidence in many yeah, levels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just, that's basically that. And, and the That's actual beautiful. excitement of doing it was just, Hey, I can really explore this. And I felt, I guess I felt qualified 
you know, because yeah, of all man. the things I've done, it felt like I'm putting it all into this and I felt like uniquely qualified to really do it well. So, well, yeah, you are. I mean, I, uh, I've been sort of following from the sidelines for a lot of years, you're, what you've been up to, but it's, it's a, you know, it, can you, can you, without taking the full hour, talk about, <laughs> talk about your unique path to get you to this point where it's like everything from the hidden cameras, the arcade fire, the, the ones that like are, are obvious and like on, on your website, like front facing, but the other stuff too, like the, the lollipop people. The, nah, we, 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 we Sure. If you, if you like, but no, I'm thinking more like, <laughs> I'm thinking more like, the years of like production and like indie bands that you were in either playing guitar or cello it kind of didn't matter for you like you were you love this thing you love music from the many angles that we can love it from i've seen you kind of tap into all of those angles can you talk a little bit about that of just like how you kind of became you i don't it could sure. go anywhere. Music education, all of the yeah. amazing experience, you know? Well, straight up. And I kind of, I outlaid this a little bit a while ago for a few interviews and stories coming up on, on this, you know, for this record. So actually mm -hmm. it's kind mm -hmm. of fresh in my mind, but I kind of came to a realization a while ago that growing up Surrey, BC in the mm -hmm. suburbs, my parents, both classical musicians, I played classical music because it was a way to get out of the suburbs and hang out with kids downtown who were like, I could understand. I was not into what was going on at high school or elementary school. It was mm -hmm. just, I wasn't that kind of person and I couldn't deal with like what guys were supposed to be in that context and a lot of things, but downtown Vancouver gave me a different world to be in. So mm -hmm. kind of, and I like playing the cello and there is some good moments in it. But I never really actually deep down wanted to play classical music. I mean, I had, there's lots of things about that world that I just still like, had, it, had to, it took me years to get over it, literally, you know, the way that it's yeah. taught and yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I yes. won't go into that, but you get the general, you know, so, you know, I don't need sure. to really say it, but it was my ticket out of there. And then it was my ticket to Toronto because I decided I'd have to get out of BC eventually too. Mm -hmm. And I don't really consciously really think it over. I just kind of went and I managed to get myself into U of T where I met you actually right away. Right. And, uh, right. First year materials and music, 1995. Yeah, um, there it is. But there, and that's, you know, so, yeah. but then it's like university was like, I was struggling to get through university. I struggled to get through high school and every school actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. but university, I like was just trying to get through it. You know, there's a few things that were cool. I managed to get into a few jazz combos. I learned some things along the way. It wasn't mm -hmm. a waste of time, mm -hmm. but it was like definitely not my career path. So mm -hmm. by the time, even before the university was over, I figured out a way I could start playing in bands and playing the cello amusingly. Cause you know, back when yeah. I was a kid, I was just listening to like Van Halen all the time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, pop music. I never listened to classical music. I was just thinking about it, but it didn't seem like I could access that kind of music yeah. myself. Cause I didn't seem to have the instrument and it just didn't seem like I could just go out and write music and start a band. Like that just wasn't, it didn't seem possible in the context of classical music. So when I got to university and realized I could maybe start doing that, I still took me another 10 or 15 years to even start writing music 
it's still deeply ironic to me that I call myself a composer now because it was just like for so many years it would have been the last thing I would have thought I would have been, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. essentially, those bands, I just had okay timing with that because right when we were in school right there mm -hmm. uh i was doing with my like jazzy indie rock band and we broke up in that next couple of weeks what was um, the name of that band again kitchen music <laughs> you remember it yeah i, re I remember band. it not I a great name it. not a great name but it was a great band i gotta say Whatever. and it was very Whatever. formative for me yeah no it worked and i i played fully electric cello and i had like delays for the first time and like effects yeah. i was like okay this is something it was like much simpler what i do now but it was something yeah and then Neat. um interesting. Interesting. hidden cameras interesting. came calling right then and hidden cameras okay. just called me in to their weird circus mm -hmm. just as they blew up so suddenly you know though i wasn't i was just part of the band i wasn't the one being signed like i was taking part in this thing that was like you were in you rough were trade in the system yes yeah. yes suddenly yes. i was touring around all these large bands playing with us and then like they were opening for us a lot of the time i mean the list of people it was just it was a crazy time mm -hmm. and then i really found oh touring like this kind of world and then yeah. i learned a lot from it yeah and those yeah. The, the things... world the world got bigger the world got bigger right like it just... exactly yeah i mean Never figured out how to make money at it. <laughs> who cares? But, but it, I but mean, no, not I not who, not who cares, yeah. not who cares. But it, it, it no, was no, part of the I education. It's like part of the education. Just in case, just to be yeah. clear, like that yeah. that is almost it's still something I'm working on. But but yeah. uh, yeah. but that yeah. musically was like very yeah. formative again. And then yeah. through that, it just sort of like I ended up just trying to do a bunch of things. And somewhere in the middle of that, I was like, man, I really liked doing classical recording at U of T. And so I decided that like, maybe I could do some of that, hmm. found some seed money, got a little bit of gear and started a little studio in a basement. Yeah. And I found, I just love that. And I knew, I knew right that about you though, like early days that you had that, you had that muscle. I just, you could tell, you could sort of tell oh, like, that's nice. and, and, and you've evolved it. Uh, you, so you've continued along those lines. You've never stopped yeah, producing since then. Right. Basically. No, I haven't. I mean, yeah. it went into basically I used to just only produce the again, the only the the bands that I was really inspired by. They end up uh -huh. being very already I'm very proud of all the music that I produced so many great stuff. But you know, none of it was really high selling stuff either. So yeah, it just was the way that I yeah. my tastes went and I just never seemed to have a knack for making things super commercial. Mm -hmm. But later on it seems to have felt because my style of production, mixing and all those things it works perfectly for film soundtracks. It's exactly, right. Right. I don't, I'm not hindered by anything in the film world. Like, Oh, I need to make a snare sound like this and use all this compression. I don't want to get too technical on it, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. I, uh, but basically that kind of creative, whatever, yeah, yeah. just flying by the seat of your pants, improv kind of like think of as many million sounds as possible. Yeah. That's actually how film works. So writing it in, and making the sounds has been like yeah. something that I, as soon as I tried it many years later, I yeah. was like, Oh wait, I'm feel like I'm already good at this. And it's the first time I've done it. So that was nice. It was good. It's to have. beautiful. It's like, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Like so, some of us just get into the thing and, and it's no offense against if this is your path. Like if, if you're a kind of a, not, nah, I, I, I don't want to say one lane, kind of artist or musician great like if if that's if you're if you're playing uh but I, I i don't see a lot of that anymore i i see more so like folks 
moving around. Yeah, I think you kind of have to in 2020, in 2023. Like the days of like, this is what I do. uh, And it it takes care of everything. And I don't even mean like fulfilling from a creative standpoint, because I love the people like yourself who are doing, who have this like wheel of creativity. So any given week could look very different, I suspect, in your life, right? Yeah, every day. Every day. No exaggeration. Every yeah, day yeah. Is so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of how it has to be, like through necessity and, and through the love of it, right? Um, yeah, both things. For And I can imagine that's also the, for the hate of it too for for lack of better for lack of better language like it's it's a double-edged sword there right it can't be it makes like it does make life hectic and <laughs> somewhat lacking in security yeah. in many ways and yeah. sometimes yes. it's yes wild how much stuff you have to get done and then sometimes you're like oh my god like you know it, all those things that artists experience it, it, they're definitely happening but it's i don't know i think that uh Right now, what I've found in the last two, three years is Mm -hmm. a, you know, belated, but actual focus where I feel like this post-chilla thing is kind of a thing where I've felt like, okay, this is my, now I've decided this is my statement about that I'm going to use to like, one, I'm going to like reclaim what classical music, what I thought was good about it and mess with it, like completely mess with it. That's one thing. And then... I'm going to then go back and like take everything I ever knew about production and everything I knew about engineering and everything I knew about effect and all those things playing live at all. And just like have a, a central kind of sound that could be my thing. And then I can score with it and I can write songs with it. And I can play live on your band with it even too. And it's like, those things can be all one kind of path and then just see if that can't be me. And then maybe someday someone will, you know, want to pay me for it too, like a lot more, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Like, at least yeah, I have yeah. something that I feel like I could work on in many ways the rest of my life. And, and now wow, I feel like wow. for once in my life, yeah, I feel like for once in my life, I, huh. I'm actually making art where I can not only tell you what I'm doing, I could, you know, write a little paper on it for you. Like I'm Holy starting shit. to actually be Pardon able to like, yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I work with a dramaturgist a lot, you know, so that's just like, you do. Yeah, I, do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I, 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 we all need one. I understand that totally tracks for me. And so is that a recent addition to like a necessity for you of like, you, you, you work with a dramaturgist often to help bring this to life in the best way possible. Is that kind of the. Yeah. Well, I started with videos because I always felt like ah. a video is a chance to make a film. Yes. And I really started working, you know, wow. first with dancers and choreographers. And that's when they first came in. Like I wanted to make meaningful okay. choreography. Mm-hmm. And then because I've always been interested in film, I wanted to work with more narrative film things. Mm-hmm. And now going ahead past this project, I'm already starting to conceive of something that's kind of a multimedia. There you go. Live and video and very concept okay. oriented thing. That's going to have something that runs through where, it is that it's kind of hard to explain right now. Uh, tr- please it's try. Kind of, it, yeah. it, it's about brain hemispheres and basically a, Whoa, what wow. I think is like a large problem in the world. So it takes little elements of neuroscience and little oh. elements of this and that and music yeah. and research and kind of makes it not only a piece of art about the thing, but the actual thing. Like it's that's kind great. of something that's going to like, it's going to like warp your brain in a particular way is the idea, okay. but it's also okay. about warping your brain and why that's a good thing. 
Okay. I know that sounds really weird now, but it's in the research stages. So it's like, those are the things I'm trying to like work towards as a composer and just as sort of a concept artist. And I find that after all these years of working with many, many people, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people I can draw on that are great friends and are great artists and the the list gets larger all the time. But I find I'm really good at taking groups of people and putting them under a banner and saying, okay, why don't we do this? And everyone just goes off and I'm like, just steering the ship a bit. Yeah. Just, I feel like I have a good yeah. sense for that, which yeah. I've discovered again later. And it's nice because it's like, I don't know. I think everybody can have something meaningful out of it. I just like to create things where people are having a good time and it means something, you know? I um I I I, I love the visuals that accompany the narrative of a nervous system. Like I think it's it's equally are do you have your hands in that? Like are, are you very oh, yeah. involved in in all of the visual aspects of this record and what, what I mean, all around I'll it. I'll say is, that like yeah. any, anything that has the Michael Peel, Peter Olson name on it, so to speak, any yeah. piece of art, it's like, I'm definitely involved. Um, and yeah. yeah, I mean, again, fantastic illustrations. Like I had an idea yeah. of making a record for this one about yeah. a little bit about somatic therapy and about body and mind okay. connection and how okay. I had sort of had a disconnection of it and was maybe reconnecting. And so the whole image, which you were referencing before about me with the cello was the first idea, like the cello being part of me, which a lot of people feel very disturbed by and also find funny. Yeah. So on this art, it's like the whole record is physically like a medical textbook. And then I wanted to dissect the cello guy because that's kind of what it's about. It's like, well, here's me kind of warped by the cello. I've been playing it for 45 years. And now here's the guts of the cello and the cello's part of me. And there's like different organs in the cello because it's literally oh, grown into me as an organic thing. And it's also a little comment about how my body's been kind of worked by the yeah, cello yeah, physically, yes, you know, yes. because it has been, yeah. that's my physiotherapist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, all these, all these things kind of are, they're a little bit more, um, hmm. there's, yeah, they're just concepts that go with the songs, you know, and the, and the, and the tunes are all about go those kinds of things even though they're instrumental, obviously. So yeah, cue, cue, me up, cue me up our next number from this beautiful record. What do you want to play next? Uh, why don't we play the new single? The new single okay. is called okay. Biorhythms, and it's a great collab with Zoom, with the artist Zoom. Great, great. Oh, yeah. Here it comes now, Biorhythms.
So what a beautiful track that is. And Zoon, can you tell us about um, our, our, how you how you got to collaborating with Zoon? Oh, it was wild really very fortuitous. Yeah, amazing yeah. artist. Yeah. Again, it's not, in some ways, a little like Hidden Cameras in the sense mm-hmm. of uh, I was just starting to play a little bit and trying to release that Yearning Flow record mm-hmm. and just got on a few tours and we were both just booked for uh, a long winter show in Toronto and we were both oh. going to play it separately. We hadn't met, but oh. because of the playlisting, Daniel Zune really liked my first single and uh, I had heard Bleached Waves and I was like, oh, this is great too. And we just kind of messaged each other for that because we're commiserating because the long winter got canceled March of 2020, oh. right? So we're like, oh my God, like the whole thing's been canceled. But yes, I remember that. But this. we still listen to each other's music and then they suggested we have a phone call. They lived oh, in Hamilton wow. at the time, which was pretty old school. And we just talked for hours. And they said, you want to do this back cover? And we did that. Wow. And then, wow. and then after that, like we tried playing a show together. Mm-hmm. It was kind of early days still, even for my sound in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. that seemed mm-hmm. to work really well too. And then I realized that the whole shoegazy kind of thing with this sound could be a real... Oh, neat. Then we tried it and it worked great. And then since then, we've been regular collaborators, play live, and on lots of tours. And they basically, wow, basically put me on tour again. And almost like before the pandemic wow. was over, like we were already like doing stuff and going back to places I'd played 18 years before with the cameras. Like oh I'm back at the same venue, like in the Bowery Ballroom and like all over the place, just like those places again. So it was kind of a full circle hmm. coming back, actually playing my something that's way more a band and way more musically relevant in like I'm part of it. Okay. You know? Okay. And, and it felt much better to be doing it the second time. And Zune's music is incredible, incredible artists love working with them. Uh, We're just able to do an album release for Zune in a few days too, early November for um, Becca Meg. And and it's, it's a fantastic record. So they're really also pushing the bounds of, you know, what they can do artistically. And it's, it's really exciting because they're just, they're just blazing out of the gate basically yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you're um you're kind of like finding your 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 voice in this in a in a in a lot of ways and 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 gaining confidence with every kind of mission, it sounds like. But that's cool to me. That's really like Yeah. It's a long you know, time coming, Rich. Of course. Of, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're all on our of course. I that really resonates for me. And uh, like I bet. your your um your next project, the one that you found hard to describe, kind of didn't like it. It made it made maybe too much sense to me because I, I kind of get the, the the beat that you're on and I really love it and appreciate it because it, it is like it's hard to peg down. Right. It's it's multimedia. It's whatever you want. Like, it's definitely multidisciplinary, like uh, collaborative stuff where you're bringing in all of the different communities you're a part of. And it sounds even bigger and better. And, and, and I mean, I, I just love seeing these people that I, who you go way back with some, some of, of us. Right. And it, and it's just like, it's very exciting to me to see it still evolving and not, not like, Oh yeah. Michael Peter Olson doing that same old thing. I, not that that same old thing is a bad thing. Listen, if you figured yourself out when you're 12 and you've got it down, good for you, but <laughs> yeah, good you, for you. <laughs> yeah, you are on this, uh, 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 what is a bigger path it seems. And, um, like to the point where you're already, you've barely released a record. This also, I, I relate yeah, to it's not lot. out yet. Even you've barely <laughs> released this record and you're already like, 
talking like you know that's how you have to be i think to an extent not that like i'm sure you celebrate the thing in the moment and oh yeah for sure and and make time for it and all that right i guess uh i mean i recently got only a couple years ago one of the uh an adhd um um diagnosis and started to take something for it and it was like boom oh wait geez that was a problem i had for a really long time <laughs> no wonder i failed every school i was in yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. you know a yeah. lot of that stuff and okay. a lot of confidence suddenly was like oh you know and forgiving of yourself of yeah. all the things those things yeah. lots of people have gone through that in the last while um mm-hmm. but yeah that was a little bit of it that's interesting but now yeah. i just feel like even more so i've always wanted to like push things and just see yes. where they can go but just it's not just pushing things like it's really important and more and more that no matter what i'm doing it's mm-hmm. still accessible even though it's like already weird i mean like i'm trying to like work an electric cello solo project right out of the gate it's like what you know and then yeah yes yes i'm just trying to say like but yet like my latest tag for what i'm doing lately is like you know weird but pleasant <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. that was my first day. I was like, maybe I can make this in a way that's not like, it doesn't have to be something that turns people off or challenges like them that, that much, but it needs, needs to be challenging, but it, it can like be intellectually that. challenging. It can be yeah. challenging in yeah. a way like, oh, I don't believe I've ever heard this, but it's not, it's not like it's like making me not want to listen to it. Yeah. That's, um, that's, and I think that's, that's in the sweet spot, right? Like, yeah. It's important. And it's, it also doesn't sure. mean that it has to be just dead simple. Like sometimes mm-hmm. things I do that they are simple, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there has to be some layers to it or less like, why would I bother spending my whole life doing it? Well, <laughs> it's gotta be interesting to me too. Yeah. You're in it. You're in it for life. It's safe to say, Hey. Yeah, I am. And I, uh, I want there to be layers and, and things there that people can like look to. They could be in the art. They can be in the videos. They can be in the music. They can be mm-hmm. in the themes. They can read what I said about all those things. I want that to be there for someone who's looking for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it needs to be there for me. So if someone else sees it, great. But yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it's just important that things mean things. Otherwise, you know, it's same with the band thing. It's like, it's nice to find a niche where I can fit in with another group, but I'm not playing with a lot of bands like I used to, because, you know, Zune actually has a perfect thing for me to connect with. Okay. But it's got to have some meaning to it. It has to be relevant and it has to stand for something good, you know? Um, and Zoom definitely stands for something that I could like say, you know, it has something more, it's more than just like, oh, I'm yeah. making money on a gig. It's actually, yeah, yeah. it stands for something that's yeah. bigger than that. So that's good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear that. I mean, the, as you age with music, I think more and more and more, it needs to be about that. Right. And of course, yeah, I, I look, uh, um, I had no idea about, uh, uh, the ADHD uh, diagnosis or anything like that. I, I just, and so I didn't mean it in a way of like, oh, wow, you found focus uh, in, in your prescription. I didn't mean it that way. I meant, <laughs> I meant no. more so like art- artistically too, though. It is, it is sort of there. It's all on, it's on your path. I think it's like, it's part of your story. That's kind of interesting too, right? That you, that you shared that, that, that like, and and lo and behold, along the way, uh, not not to say how it has affected you, but as an artist or a, a human navigating this very weird world, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. But th- that's that's of interest too, of like just kind of 
Yeah, it's not something uh, I'd want to focus on. It's just I felt good, like good. I agree. Off yes. the cuff, it's kind of it's just kind of relevant in a way because it's just uh-huh. like oh, and yet uh-huh. there's another thing, uh-huh. and it feels like just how interesting that that happens at like you know forty seven years old. I'm, I'm gonna be fifty next year, um, so it's wow. that's amazing, and, and it yeah. feels like almost like it feels in yeah. some ways so many things have changed in the last couple of years okay um a lot of them for the better at least within me you know the mm-hmm. world collapses as i uh start yeah. to finally get my head is like less yeah. chaotic you know yeah. it's yeah. just an interesting thing and i feel like uh it can be reflected it's a little bit reflected in this record too just like the idea nice. of like oh wait i'm actually finding some unity of you know, it's purpose and spirit and body. And I feel like it's coming through a wow. little bit finally, Wow! you know, you're in, a, that's, you're, that's... you're in, a, you're in a good place overall. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I didn't think about it at the time or even until almost just now, but mm-hmm. when you think about the timing and context of the pandemic, mm-hmm. where it was at musically and the fact mm-hmm. that I called a record yearning flow, yeah. and I tell you, this is not on purpose mm-hmm. because I was really looking for something. Right. And now I've got a record that's basically a narrative of a nervous system. And you can also call it a double entendre of a nervous system, you know, okay, as well yes. as a nervous system. Yeah. I thought, and I like thought now it's like, that. okay. Yes, yes. Yes. Like digging out the guts kind of. Yeah. And like, that'll yeah. be interesting to go to the next thing. And it, it does, it does make sense to be in that way. And you were talking about leaving those nuggets for those paying attention. Like those, I know those are the sort of artists that you vibe on too. Like you're making the yeah. art that you're making the art that sort of was has inspired you over the years too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, I've had the great pleasure thanks to the way Toronto is to mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just work with so many fantastic people. You know, and it's yeah. Some of them are famous, but a lot of them aren't, and they're just as fantastic. You know, what's just what's really your, what, really great. What's your relationship with the city of Toronto these days? Like, how is it? How has it changed over the years? Like, well, it's certainly not kind to someone of my lifestyle. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's it is obviously you and I would know this both. It's definitely disappointing on a lot of levels mm-hmm. that to see a lot of things that have happened with Toronto and especially in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, it just feels like, wow, you know, a lot of venture capitalism taking over things and like, yeah. Oh, yeah. just value systems are all messed up and it's just like, Oh dear. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's, it doesn't, yeah. it feels like a lot of people are just being choked out of it. And I, to, to, to note it, I mean, like, I barely have any contemporaries that are our age from our scene are yeah. Yeah. like, who's left? Almost nobody. They're either famous right. or they're an accountant at this point. Right, right. The, the few hardcore people that kind of are still doing something that, you know, aren't rich is yeah. like, not not very many. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. very few. No, and, I mean, honestly, Mike, it, it's, it's part of it too, is to say that as 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 time goes on you you sort of see that um it, it's far and few uh like even people from our year at U of T like how many are I don't know a I don't think I talked to more than three people it was like you and like two, <laughs> two other weirdos you know but 
and and i'm happy to say they're all still making music right it's like the, the <laughs> yeah. weirdos the weirdos prevailed right like i think that's kind in of a sense they did yes yeah <laughs> i mean it's interesting to see as i've had this sort of path like when i was producing i was often producing like yeah. much younger but i had a string of like great teenage bands like spiral yeah. beach and the yeah. miles and like donald's and mortimer and all these bands in the oh, scene wow. then in like yeah. 2010s yeah and now they're all in their 30s and a lot of them are lawyers a lot of them are also still doing music which is great but i've watched okay. a generation wow. under me now wow. all become lawyers accountants and coders and now wow. <laughs> i'm watching a generation that's even younger because yeah. i'm regularly playing with people who are 15 20 years younger yeah, yeah, than me yeah, yeah. and like they are a lot of them are saying, oh, I'm not sure if I can do this anymore. You know, once you move out of your parents' place, it's yeah, kind yeah. of almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. And hmm. I don't think that's great, you know, because no. it's like, is it, it's, no. it's a kind of a shame. And I feel like yeah. long term that as a city, we're going to miss that culture. I mean, yeah. there is culture in Toronto. I won't take that away from it. But yeah, I'm sad to see that, like, just to try and, you know, be an artist and create and, yep. you know, yep. what yep. used to be a fairly viable way to make money in some way, we're not going to get rich, but you could do it. Yep. It just doesn't, yep. it doesn't seem possible. Yeah. So I mean, the whole, the whole ecosystem is kind of like trucking along in a very interesting way from the venue through to, I mean, just the Everything, under yeah. the underground uh scene as well is like is like i i but i i have hope in it i i think there are pockets of of innovation that i think are, are will carry it through and 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 it's fun to kind of see that emerge as well and that's really un, unpredictable and and new as well i think there's a lot of hope i don't want to sound down on it but you're right the city's definitely got its challenges i i uh appreciate everything i am you know yeah i despite being Mm -hmm. you know a little bit disappointed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm never gonna lose optimism it'll take two seconds of someone doing something cool i'll be like i'm back on it yeah it's like i just i love it's like i can't it just continually renewing you know people just trying to do cool shit has always inspired me that's it that's it that's it um well this has been lovely as we as we wrap it i want to i want to hear um Let's play this track, st- st- Sweet Meat. I almost said Street Meat. Um, <laughs> yeah, you should say it's yeah. it's Sweet Meat as an M-E-E-T, as yes. in a sweet meeting. Yes. Just so you know. Yes, I saw that. Well, uh, talk to uh, Owen Pallet, speaking of going back to, to U of T days. Um, yeah. That's some that's an artist that you go way back with. Can you can you talk about A, talk about that track? Let's play the track and then we'll come back and talk about. Owen Pallet and how how deep you guys go back. So here it is now, yeah, sweet sure. sweet meat.
And that was a sweet meet indeed. That was Michael Peter Olson featuring Owen Pallet. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that track was finished, I'd say, almost moments before I mastered that record. Thank God it got done. Into- <laughs> I have vinyl now. Um, Lighting you know, in right at the last minute. Eh? We're just getting it done. But wow, it is wow. the most complex rhythmically and kind of like oh like noticeably complex even though i hopefully it came off as a fairly smooth easy listening experience um but yeah i mean owen i met in second year he was i was in going back into third year i took a year off and then he think he was in second year Mm -hmm. and we were in um contemporary ensemble together and uh, they were in composition and i just um i don't know we just we hit it off we played a bunch then and they were the person who basically mentioned they had sort of been called into hidden cameras and said to Joel, oh, you should call Mike. I play uh, in lots of things with him. And then we ended up playing together in cameras oh, wow, and the Jim wow. Guthrie band and also arcade fire together. And at the time, so we were kind of a well-known duo when he played on, I think a dozen records okay. as a kind of a pair. Wow. And then they really took off with their solo career. Like, yeah. exploded yeah. out of the gate with yeah. final fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. 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 And, uh, I did not. <laughs> I didn't have a solo career, and nor did I think yeah, I could even write yeah. music. So you know that wasn't going to happen. Um, but that's okay. And essentially, I think I had some hang up. Well, I, I know I had some hang ups about it because they came from a place. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't in, in a sense. You know, it's hard. There's there is professional jealousy, and like it comes up. Like if, if you say you don't have it, you're just lying to yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it is, like many years later. In fact, I take it all the way to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Owen happened to move into my building, my apartment building. No kidding. And right at a time when we had to stay in our apartment all the time. There you go. So we ended up just like talking about all this stuff. Oh, that's amazing. And I buried some hatchets myself. Um, I don't Great. I don't think that he had me to really bury, but yeah. I figured a lot of stuff out. Yeah. And we just became good friends again after I'd say like, oh, nice. not that we were, hate each other. It was just like, no, we no, actually no, no. started to hang out after 10 yeah. years again. Oh, that's charming. And yeah. Yeah. So it's like around that period. And we, we've actually been on a few new records with them, um, together now as a, you know, just playing together. Yeah. But this song was just like, okay, I'm actually going to say like, do you want to do a song together in this record? Cause I think that would be great. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was down and, we did it and I, I really like the way it turned out, you know. It's so beautiful. I think it really is it really did it was great. And it was a great uh just felt good to do something that we were both like fifty fifty on too. Was that know, made, really something did you kind of make not to get too into the making of, but was that made like file sharing or were you since you were in the same apartment, both of you kind of Well he had moved out at that point. Okay. So okay. uh uh because it wasn't that long ago honestly okay, but yeah point. we did do a kind of file sharing thing where we basically okay. pass things back and forth um but i think it was it was definitely a great like co-writing thing That's where it's nice. like okay i got this thing it's like well i got this thing i got this thing and then you know sort of stack yeah. it up i'm like okay. okay we got a thing it's like fun. this is a tune you know yeah fun. I, and uh you know i put a lot of crazy time signatures in it and he's like oh my god what are you trying to do kill me i'm like yes i am trying to kill you it's like <laughs> that kind of stuff it. it was fun I love yeah it. it was it was a, it was a good process well it's and, nice uh, sir it's, it's nice, nice to, to have it it's nice to reconnect with that with an old pal too through through this i yeah. think that's that's so that's so important. if this comes out before two they're gonna play on the live show on friday which is great 
Oh yeah, I saw that. So can you? That, I'm not to date this too much because I don't think it's going to come out before Friday. But are yeah. the Friday, October 27th, you are doing a wavelength, which which also feels again throwback, truly Toronto and and be- beautifully weird. But are 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 how are you presenting this record? How are you? It sounds like it's a 3D. What, what's going on on Friday night? Well. I have Owen and one of my other record collaborators, Alaska B, um, drummer and creator of Yamataka Sonic Titan. Oh, um, yeah. Another old pal. Yeah. Amazing. So that's the trio band. Oh, wow. What a band. Um, wow. Yeah. It's been, it's been really fun. Uh, and uh, frequent collaborator, Sean Cheeky, mm-hmm. uh, who's doing visuals. They did the video for Paranoia and so far so good for this period. And oh, great. as you can see, they're freaking incredible and an yeah, amazing, yeah. talented digital artist. Yeah, so they're yeah, going to yeah. be on stage wow. doing live VR drawing of the entire room while they're actually on stage. I see. Um, okay, cool, cool. So cool, there's cool. that. And then Adamson Systems has partnered with Wavelength to do a 3D locational sound system. So we're going into this crazy oh, furniture wow. factory wood shop and for two days installing, I think it's going to be like a 25 speaker surround sound locational system which allows you to locate different things in space oh my god so wow that sounds yeah nice. it's gonna be intense like the sound is just gonna have a bunch of joysticks it's gonna be crazy that way and then there'll be a lot of like visual so we'll have this sort of found this sort of like pop-up venue space and this weird insane which of those carved wood yeah i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a and this isn't show. even really this isn't even that next project that you were dreaming of this is friday night <laughs> that's oh this is friday night yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. this is just yeah. getting the one yeah just putting out the one that i have already <laughs> wow i mean i mean but where the technology is going is so exciting hey like 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 all of that like the 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 sound person having a joystick like that's and frankly, I'm flattered that so many people are going to so much trouble to put this on. Honestly, yeah. like oh, I that am. sounds really it's, cool. It's it's kind of uh, it's amazing to be part of. Like yeah. the fact that it seems to have my name on it is mm-hmm. kind of I almost you know it's almost weird to have it there. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's yeah, well nice. deserved. It's well deserved, and enjoy it, enjoy it. I'm sorry, I'm going to miss it, but it sounds like a a, a night to remember already. So. I'm going to try and make a movie of it. So maybe you can see it afterwards. Oh, rad. I'm um, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, well, look, we're going to wrap up. We're going to play one more on our way out, but uh, where can folks learn more about your music? It's michaelpeterolson.com. Yeah. You could look there at the website. You could also look on my Instagram, which is post.cello. So mm-hmm. at post.cello. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's easy to find my name if you spell it out, Michael Peter O L S E N, on like any of the streaming things on mm-hmm. Bandcamp, on Spotify, on you know all mm-hmm. the places. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I probably am mostly on Instagram if I was going to do something that's social. That's okay, where I really live. Um, okay. okay, but yeah, that's the place to look. Well, man, I really appreciate you. What uh, as we're gonna one last question for the road here. Mm-hmm. What. What do you love most about all you've had a really nice so far storied career, seen a lot of weird things through music. What have you enjoyed the most about the the ride so far? I never bored. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. I'm I never, know. never, never bored. I would just feel like yeah. that 
there's been lots of great things. I have a lot of great friends. I've had a lot of great experiences and, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I always feel like I'm always just going to have something to do. That's fascinating. If I keep on this tip, I mean, if I can, if I can manage to keep it going, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I will actually, that's really the thing that is probably the most uh, comforting about it is. Yeah. I don't think I could ever get bored with doing music. Yeah. I like don't you, so. you, I don't get the sense that you feel like you're repeating yourself. It's it's a no. it's a it ain't linear, but it's um you you yeah I I don't know I get that sense of like every project you embark on feels like the one you're most happy with. Is that fair to say? I like what I've done in the past, and I feel like there's progression. And mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have I like I'm like it's not like one of those things where people just like do it and have to throw it away and can't listen to it. Yeah. It's like yeah. not like yeah. that. I just feel yeah. like there's always much more to explore and there's much more to be said with it. If it's possible, you know, I think that's for me, like what, um, yeah, I feel like that's probably, uh, what really, um, what keeps me going. This is like, I know there's always going to be something else that I could probably find. And for a while I lost that track a little bit and I thought Uh it was maybe even going to give up, but Mm. now this whole thing of new tip of what I'm doing, seems to have got me going for probably another 20 years. We'll see. Man, really appreciate you. Thank you for uh, everything you've shared and all that you do. Uh, Thanks, Rich. I really appreciate it. Nice to be on the show. Nice to see you. Cheers. Likewise. Bye. Bye, Mike.
That was So Far, So Good, the opening track from Michael Peter Olson's new record, Narrative of a Nervous System. Go to his website, michaelpeterolson.com, to learn more and get the record off his band camp. And thank you so much, Mike, for being on the podcast. It was a real thrill to have you and to catch up with you in that way. Go to friendlyrich.com to learn more and all about what's coming up on my end. We're going to take a wee break for the holidays, wishing you and yours all the best. And we'll see you in 2024, friends.